Well, good evening, church. Welcome once again to our evening service, and we're so glad that you can join us tonight, and particularly if you're a guest of our church, and um, perhaps you're online, this is the first uh, live stream you've joined, and I want to encourage you that once the lockdowns are, are over, we'd love to see you at church, but we're glad that we can still have this opportunity to open the Word of God tonight. And I wanted to have you turn your Bibles to 2 Samuel chapter 22, and we want to get straight into it tonight. And I'm going to read a couple of the, the uh, first few verses here, verses 1 to 7, and uh, we'll look at a couple of different scriptures. So if you have your Bible handy, I hope that um, you'll just turn along as we uh, get into to the message. In 2 Samuel chapter 22, the Bible says, And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord hath de had delivered him, out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. So, you know, a little bit about David, although he was really God's anointed one to uh, over, uh, overtake Saul to be the king of Israel, he went through a, a lot of battles and he went through a lot, of, uh, a lot of turbulence in his life to be able to get to this stage. And now he exclaims really his praise to God in these familiar uh, words in verse 2 and he said the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer the God of my rock in him will I trust he is my shield and the horn of my salvation my high tower and my refuge my savior thou savest me from violence I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised so shall I be saved from mine enemies when the waves of death compassed me the floods of ungodly men made me afraid the sorrows of hell compassed me about, the snares of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord, and cried to my God, and He did hear my voice out of His temple, and my cry did enter into His ears. And so, you can imagine the, the amount of relief in David's um, mind and in his heart, that now that his enemies had been vanquished, and he, his mind straight away goes to the one who really, he owes all of victory to, and that's his God, who he calls here his rock and his fortress. Uh, it reminded me of the song that uh, perhaps uh, we sing in our church where uh, the, the song goes, The Lord's our rock, in Him we hide. A shelter in the time of storm. Secure whatever ill betide, a shelter in the time of storm. O Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a weary land, a weary land. O Jesus is a rock in a weary land. A shelter in the time of storm, and uh, right through the course uh, of this this song, this familiar hymn, it's really got the the idea that God is a refuge, that He is a refuge to us. And uh, the writer of this familiar hymn is Vernon John Charlesworth. He was a British pastor, and he's remembered for uh, for for this this uh, this hymn, and it's really based on the. Verse in Psalm verse 30, chapter 32, verse 7, Thou art my hiding place, thou shalt preserve me from trouble, thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. And I'm so glad that when we go through some trouble and some time in our lives, that we do have a hiding place in the, our Lord Jesus Christ. And really the great type of, of, um, of the rock, the great type of a refuge is really speaking of the Lord. And you know this familiar hymn. Someone set this music, set some music to this, uh, to this, uh, this poem, and it became this po uh, popular hymn in England. And, and later, the great, uh, the great uh, song leader Ira Sankey said this about this hymn. I found this hymn in a small paper published in London, called The Postman. 
It was said to be a favorite song of the fishermen on the north coast of England, and they were often heard singing it as they approached their harbors in the time of storm. And how appropriate, and I've never been in a sea storm before, but I can imagine how, how, how frightful that would be. I could imagine the, the waves crashing over boats and, and just that sense of relief when we can get to our safe harbor. And I think we all understand that at times life isn't always smooth sailing. You know, there's times where we face turbulence in a, in a very, uh, very real way as we navigate through the course of life. We start to see that there's times where we go through a really, really rough seas. And I believe as people of God, we understand that uh, although that's the case, that we always have a refuge in our God. You know, I think we also understand that at times God is also the one that allows the choppy waters to come about and buffet us. You imagine these undulating waves of life can make us feel, you know, if you've ever been through a real storm in your life, you understand you, it, it makes you feel weary, it makes you feel seasick, in fact, at times even sick of life. And I believe this is what David is describing actually in hindsight. He's come out now on the other side of all of those uh, storms that he, had, he was going through, and God in His, uh, in his goodness and His grace has subdued all of the, the waves that were crashing round about him, the waves of enemy attacks. They've now been abated, and now he can reflect on the fact that he was in safe harbor. He was now really been rescued by his refuge, the God of his salvation. And it's often, often easy, easier, isn't it, to say, see these things when it's all done. But the truth of it all is that, that God is the one that guides us when we're going through the troubled waters, and really in all of that, He wants to guide us to the refuge that He is. You know, I think sometimes we go through times in our lives, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about this tonight, how God allows the storms to really get us back to where we need to be. You see, in Psalm 46 verse 1, the Bible says this, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And what a comfort then to know that God is our refuge, isn't it? You know, if you're going through a, a tough situation right now, maybe you're, you're in the middle of a storm in your life. I want to say to you that although some may not understand and although you might feel alone in that situation, then can I tell you that you have a God who is a present help and He is a refuge to you. And I want to remind you of that. See, a refuge is a shelter or a protection from any danger or distress. When I was in high school, I had the privilege of being a student representative for Safety House. And what that was, it was an initiative by, uh, by, um, by New South Wales Police along, along with um, the, the student community in local high schools about um, some houses that would apply to be a safety house where if a child would feel like they're in trouble, they could run and they could see all these houses with yellow little logos that meant that it was a safety house. And I was the chairperson of the student council for that. And I remember going into the, those homes and along with the police officer sitting and, and interviewing those families and then talking to them about what, how they can make children feel safe. And, you know, there were times where people applied for that and, and immediately I had a sense of dread in my own heart. And, and of course, as we went through the process, they wouldn't get approved to be a safety house. You know, with the Lord, he will, always, he will always be there and He will always be a present help. He's always a present refuge. And 
we're going to learn a little bit about this thought of seeking refuge. And maybe tonight, as we study this, you, you don't know where to run. Maybe tonight you're going through one of the most difficult times in your life. And I want to I encourage you tonight about seeking refuge in the Lord. See, we can go through and seek refuge through other means, but all of them will fall short. In comparison to, to really, as, as children of God, running to the one who can offer us the, the most protective of environments, the most restorative of times, and that's our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, a refuge, firstly, is a place you can resort to in volatile times. And as we've already identified, life can often be volatile. The times that we, are, 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 we didn't predict that we would struggle through and uh, one day it's all nice and sunny and it seems like everything's going right. And then suddenly discoveries happen and suddenly we're going through a great storm. And in those times, you need to seek for a place where you can find refuge. You know, it's a relief when you find shelter. You know how it is. And, and maybe you've gone through a time where you're driving just, uh, just the normal uh, route home and you're going through, you know, familiar places. And then suddenly a hailstorm comes out of nowhere and you try to find a, an, an underpassage somewhere where you could find shelter from, from, uh, from harm. And, you know, there, there's times where you, you, you're desperate for that and you can't find it. But I want to tell you that with our God, it's never the case. Look at Psalm 57 now. Psalm 57, and again, if you have your Bible handy, we'll go through these verses. But in verse 1, he says, Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto God most high, unto God that performeth all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. Selah. God shall send forth His mercy and His truth. My soul is among, li among lions, and I lie even among them that are set on fire, even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows and their tongues a sharp sword. So if even those who, who would, would speak damaging things, he says, I can run to the God who is my refuge. And what we see here is that in, in God we find uh, one that is a strong refuge. In Psalm 71, verse 3, the Bible says, This be thou my strong habitation, whereunto I may continually resort. Thou hast given commandment to save me, for thou art my rock and my fortress. He's a resort. He's someone that we can, uh, can take recourse to. He's a fallback for us. And what we see here is he's a strong refuge. He offers security and safety. See, Jesus is ready to bear you up in any storm that you face. and He's a strong foundation. And I hope that tonight, in this very real way that you've, you've put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I hope that you've, you've not rested in and you're, you've not tried to found your life on anything else, but that you would, would, you would be firstly saved, but then also have your foundation in the Lord Jesus Christ. And what we find is a strong refuge is also he's a ready refuge. He's someone we can continually resort to. It's not as if God is, is uh, surprised by the storms of our lives. It's not as if there's times that, that God looks at our lives and he's confused. No, he's never confused. He, he's never been a time where, where we, he, he doesn't know where we're really at. And he's ready. He's prepared. 
It's not like a place where if you needed to resort, they have to quickly prepare somewhere for you to stay. No, he's always a continual place. He's a ready refuge. And Psalm 46 verse 1, again, God is a refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. He's ready. And what we see is he's also an available refuge. See, in verse 3, in, in Psalm 71, 3, again, Thou hast given commandment to save me. His purpose is to save. That means he's available. God is willing to come to our aid. And how many times have we gone through a storm in our lives and we've tried to resort in other places and yet we have a refuge, a place where we can, we can resort in those volatile times. In Luke 19.10, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. You know, perhaps you're watching here tonight and you're going through a troubled sea of life and you don't know that you have a refuge. But can I tell you, the Lord Jesus Christ is seeking you tonight. He wants to save you. You know, the reason why Jesus came was for lost sinners like you and I who needed somewhere to, to, to find shelter in this life of sin that we're living. And, and if we would turn to Him tonight, if you would turn to Him, He will save you. And I would love to show you through the Word of God how you can do that. And whatever storm you find yourself in, you can find a refuge in Christ. But He's, a, he's also a refuge that comes only if we would head the right direction. You know, sometimes the reason why we can't get to refuge is actually we're just going the wrong way. I think about Jonah. You know, Jonah, when he was going through his, uh, his, his, his journey away from God's will, he was moving away and God had to send a storm to redirect him back to his, his way. And in Psalm 31 verse 3, we, we note this, um, this, this thought here. Psalm 31 and verses 1 and three, one to 3, In the, thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for an house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. You know, he's saying, I'm trying to find my way, Lord. And I, I wanna, I wanna, I want, I'm asking for your direction, for your leading. A couple of many years, actually a couple of years ago, many years ago, um, my first time, one of my first times over to the U.S., I was traveling with uh, another pastor. I was actually um, the youth pastor at the time, and I was catching the same flight as this pastor. And so I, I went with him for the day, and we stayed at his uncle's house and had lunch there, had a great time. And then it was time for us to catch our flight in L.A. back to Sydney. And uh, we got in the car, and his uncle thought he was he knew the way to LA airport and then he got to a point where actually to be honest he, he was being honest he was lost and so they had this uh, service where you could dial a number and your vehicle had the GPS and they could pick up your GPS and give you turn by turn instruction via your, your cars um, uh, via your, your phone they could speak to you as you drive and so I remember that and, and remember just navigating through the back streets of LA a little bit I was getting a little bit nervous I was going to miss my flight but we got there and through the guidance of that. And you know, God is a voice that can speak into our lives when we can't seem to find a way. And He wants to redirect us to the right way. And um, you know, there's at times the, the reason why storms come is really for God to get our attention. See, He's the one that commands and raises the stormy wind in, in Psalm 107 verse 25. He's the one that lifts up the waves so that we can get his so that we can um, get attention. He can get our attention. And in in 
really, he does this in, in some ways. He does, it to, he, he does it through chastening. Sometimes when we're unrepentant of the sins in our lives, he causes chastening so that he can correct us. Sometimes he allows some testing to refine us. And maybe we're, we're close, but we're not close enough in the things that he would have us to, to follow. And so he sends a storm to, to, uh, to refine us. Job was that way. Job had a lot more that God wanted to do in his life. He wanted to bless him further. And so God allowed the great trials of Job to, to really to, uh, to just test him and refine him. And sometimes to get, our, to get our, uh, our dependence back on God. You know, sometimes in smooth sailing, we can take life for granted and we think we've figured it out. But when a storm comes, it really it, it helps us to become dependent on God again. In Psalm 142, verses 4 and 5, I looked on my right hand and behold, uh, beheld, but there was no man that would show me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. So what did, did the psalmist do? I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. And so we see here that the, the, the psalmist David, he's saying, you know, I was looking around for a refuge and I couldn't find any. I was going through a testing time. I was going through a time where I needed to depend on you. And really, overall, it's for redirection. He's trying to redirect us to get to, to the place where we know how to get to that refuge. And, you know, Paul was going through uh, his, his third missionary journey in, in Acts chapter 27 and 28. And, and Paul finds himself, because of a storm, with a bunch of barbarians. And he runs aground because uh, because of the the storm in the isle of melita and there barbarians saw the power of god and there a revival happened and, and uh, no doubt that god had his plan in that and, and you know sometimes we go through a storm and we're trying to find the reason why and i want to tell you that oftentimes although there's all of those reasons really overall it's to get our gaze back Onto what God would have us to do, onto who God is. And perhaps you're going through this storm and, and really it's forcing you to get back down on your knees, to be more fervent and passionate in your prayer. And perhaps those things are, are hard to be learned and we're going through that time and, and I'm not diminishing the, the pain that you're going through, but I want to say to you that there's a reason. There's a reason it's for redirecting. And it's so that we can get to the right refuge in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, uh, we ought to have distinguishing general ports of refuge in our life. There ought to be a, 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 an understanding at least that we can find God in some ports. And, you know, we can find Him, no doubt, in His Word. And so please don't neglect His Word. We can find Him through prayer. So don't forget to pray and seek Him that way. We can find Him in our fellowship with one another as we assemble together. And that's why it's so needful, even when we can't be there in person, to be part of the service as we all learn through the Word of God. You know, and, and then even looking back in our lives, in, in the patterns of God, understanding the way He works in our life. You know, when we start to look that there's familiar mile markers, there's familiar uh, buoys along the way that we sort of can navigate our way. We can look at the stars that, that God has prepared, the stars of the Word of God, the star of, of prayer, the star of the, the local church, the star of good counsel, the star of His pattern in our lives. We can start to, to then look at the, 
the map that God has prepared to point us back to Him. And so I want to say to you that if we're going to get to refuge, if you're seeking refuge, then, then maybe it's time for some redirection in your life. Maybe pay attention to what God is trying to get your attention to and get back to that direction that you need to take. And, you know, a refuge is only a place of strength. And it's just really simple if you dwell in it. Look at, look at Psalm 91. Look at Psalm 91. And notice verses 1 and 2, and then we'll skip down to verses 9 and 10. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Skip down to verses 9 and 10. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh by thy dwelling. So now he's saying, because thou hast made the Lord. So there was an intentional decision there to make God our, His habitation. He understood that if we, he dwells in the secret place of the Most High, if he dwells under the shadow of the Almighty, then he becomes a refuge and a strength. You know, there's no use knowing where, where the refuge is and then, and then not going there. You, you can know, but if you don't go, then you actually won't, uh, won't overcome the storm. And you know, sometimes when we're going through a storm, we know to go to God, but it may be in our pride and maybe. In our, in our confusion of the time, we start to look elsewhere. And yet so many Christians, they know to go to God. They know to go in His Word. They know to pray. They know to, uh, to, to be in fellowship with the saints. They know to seek godly counsel. They know to apply godly counsel. They know that they ought to look at the patterns of their lives and understand how God works. And they know all of that. But there's no use seeing all of those markers and seeing the direction that we ought to go and, and getting to that refuge, there's no, 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 uh, there's no good do knowing all of that if we don't actually go and do it. And, and go to the one that actually can, ref can be a refuge, a shelter in the time of our storm. And as much as God is our refuge, you've got to decide to take Him up on His offer. I, I remember... Uh, someone telling me this about a man who was caught in a flood and, you know, he was one of those who was just stubborn. And so he decided to wait until, uh, until uh, the floods had overtaken his house before he looked for rescue and he found himself on, his, on the roof. And he, was, he started to then pray, said, Lord, help me, please help me, please rescue me. And a, 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 a dinghy comes and, and comes past and the, the man who was rowing the dinghy say, hey, hey, I'm here. And he kept praying. Then he, another uh, hour passed, he was praying, and now a rubber, a rubber dinghy comes by. And now it's got a little motor, and he's calling him across. And he, and he looks at that, and he ignores it. And then a third time, a third hour passes, he's praying, the water was nearly overcome him. And now a ship comes. And it, was a, it, wasn't, a, it wasn't one of those nice ships. It was just a, a, a tugboat. And so he comes by and a tugboat comes. He says, hey, I'm here. Come. Here's your rescue. And they, he kept going and the man dies. And he gets to heaven and he asks God, oh God, what? I asked for rescue. How come you didn't rescue me? He goes, um, silly, I, I sent you three boats. And you know, sometimes we want God to rescue us a certain way. Sometimes we want Him to, to do it a certain way. And, and yet, you know, the simple uh, 
the simple instruction is that we would run to him. The simple instruction is that he is the refuge. We have to. We don't have to look at a way. He is the way, and you've you, you've got a uh, you've got a dwelling in God. A dwelling is a is a residence. It's a, a a habitation. Is a place of abode, and you must settle in your heart that God is a refuge. You will you will continually come to. And you know you've got to fix your heart toward God. I love the verse in Isaiah chapter twenty six verse three. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because that he trusteth in thee. Do you trust God? You know, in your time of seeking refuge in, in that, the stormy billows of life, when they roll around, do you immediately have your eyes fixed on God? Do you trust Him? You've got to familiarize yourself with this refuge. You've got to know the refuge. And again, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, then the Bible says today is the day of salvation. The Bible says that, that you boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. You don't know if you have tomorrow. So listen, make it today. If you're newly saved, make it a priority to know Him more. Get in the Word of God. Get under someone who has, has walked the walk quite a while and has been a Christian for a little while. And, uh, and, and come under that person and let Him teach you the Word of God. Let her guide you through that. If you've been saved for a while, get deeper in your knowing of Christ. Get familiar. And by that, you'll know the way. When you know Christ, you'll know the way to get to Him, and you know make yourself familiar with His, with His, with the general vicinity that we spoke about. Go, go to your re refuge regularly. You know what we did. I remember the time where, when Azariah was, uh, we, we were expecting our first baby. It ended up being Vicky, and uh, you know we were we were anxious, new new expecting parents, and so. We decided, well, um, we didn't want to get lost to the hospital. There was a specific hospital we had been praying for. And we got it. God answered that prayer. And so what we did every week leading up, we drove there. We, we familiarized ourselves with how to get there. We, we got to know the place. Where was the entrance? Which level did we need to go to? And we practiced all of that. And, and, and we had a great time doing it. So when it came time for it, we actually could quickly go. And I want to say to you that so many times, I think, I think we fail as Christians to know the ways because in the smooth sailing of life, we don't make it a, a regular habit to come to our refuge. We think He's only for emergencies, but you know He's a habitation. You know He's a dwelling, He's a place to ab abide in. And you know we're called to abide in Christ. And maybe you're not going through a storm. I want to tell you, practice now. Practice now how to get there so that when, when the visibility is, um, is, is low, you know how to get to Him intimately. You know, there's certain places that I can probably, if I was um, half asleep, I could drive to. You know, when I was uh, first starting out in ministry, I was just, I was just so excited to be part of the, the work of the Lord. And, and I still am, but I remember those days, early days, and it was almost automatic to me to get there. One time my dad called me and he said, hey, can you pick me up? And we literally lived five minutes away from where, where my dad worked. And I started driving and my mind started to drift. And I got to, I got to, um, I got to the church and my dad called me, hey, where did you go? And automatically I went to the church just because I was in a habit of doing it. And, and I'm saying to you that, that sometimes in the, the storms of life, visibility of God is quite low. Why? Because the storms are billowing and sometimes our sight gets affected and we're not walking by faith perhaps like we ought to. But you know, in those times, 
What helps is if we're intimately close to God. If we have a familiarity with how to get to Him. If we just know. Even if we were blindfolded. Even if it meant that we were just sort of meandering our way there casually. We could get to God. But there's an intensity in that. In the, in, the, in, in the regularity that we ought to go in the smooth sailing of life. You know, it's a secret place, the Bible says. We saw that in Psalm 91. And so only those with intimate knowledge of Him can resort when absolutely needed. You know, when you desperately need the Lord, you want to know how to get to Him. You, you want to be those ones who know the secret place. And I want to encourage you tonight. Maybe you, you don't need it. Maybe you do. Then, then, then redirect your life. Understand that you do have a refuge in the Lord, but then understand that perhaps God's trying to redirect you. Maybe He, he needs you to be more dependent. Maybe you're going through some chastening, some correcting. Maybe you're, you're going through some refining and you just need to look to Christ. You need to look to Him, the author and finisher of our faith. You need to look to Him for your safe harbor. You need to see Him as your refuge and you're not, you need to ignore other perceived refuges in your life. You know, on a dark stormy night, when the waves rolled like mountains and not a star was to be seen, a boat was rocking and plunging near the harbor. And Are you sure this is the harbor? asked the captain, seeing only one light from the lighthouse. Quite sure, sir, replied the pilot. Where are the lower lights? Gone out, sir, was the response. Can you make the harbor? And here's the response. We must or perish, sir. And you know, when it comes down to it, if we're going to navigate through the storms of life without harm, we're going to need to, we're going to, need to resort to the Lord, our refuge, our rock. You know, if you're not going through a storm right now, I want to tell you that make it a regular habit now. Don't, don't wait until there's a, there's a looming storm. Don't wait till you're in the middle of, of a storm that you can't handle, that you can't navigate through. Uh, for you to get to know how to get to God. Do it now. Make it a regular habit. Make it a time in your morning. Make it a time in your day. Make it just a practice in your life to come regularly to your refuge because He's still your, your dwelling place. He's still your, your faithful and strong habitation and you, you can continually resort in Him. And so church tonight, maybe you are seeking refuge. Can I encourage you? You do have the Lord Jesus Christ. Come to Him in prayer. Come to Him. Get to know Him in, in your word. And, and you know what? It, it, it's a matter of your surviving and thriving. It, it's a matter of you getting to the next part of your life. If, if you're going to do that unharmed and, and without being shipwrecked, you're going to need to resort to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so tonight, church, God bless you. Thank you again for being part of our service. And I just want to pray for you, pray for your week. And then we'll, be, uh, we'll, we'll end our, our live stream tonight. And so, again, we're so glad that you joined us. Hope that, that that message was an encouragement to you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you. We thank you, Lord God, for the fact that we have you as our, as our, our, our refuge in time of storm. And no doubt, Lord, as I think about my own life, there's been many times I've had to resort to you. I'm so thankful, dear God, that you are a strong habitation. You're a continual resorting. And I'm thankful that for all of those listening in and watching tonight, that you are indeed that. Lord, I do pray that you would help those that are going through a storm right now. Please give them hope. Please help them to understand that they have you as a refuge. I pray, dear God, that Lord, whatever it is that 
they're going through that they would see the, the redirection and that, that yet you will just guide them to you and then help them to see, Lord, that they need to enter in. They need to dwell with you. They need to abide with you, dear God. And, and Lord, Father, for those who are not, I pray that you'd help them to continually resort anyway to, to really at this time build up their, their ability to come to you, dear Lord, and, and that you, dear God, would just show them that you are such a good and righteous God. And you are, dear Lord, we praise you for it. And so I pray for our church family. I pray that you'd help us, Lord, as we navigate through this time. Lord, may you be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen. All right, church, well, appreciate you again. Lord bless you. Have a wonderful week. Please pray for us as we uh, finalize the, the packing of our home. And we're looking forward to touching down in Brisbane in just over a week. And we're certainly looking forward to, to that. And so Lord bless you, church. We'll be thinking of you, praying for you throughout the week. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.